last week on Grand Design. Is there anyone here that might be willing to convey us across the river for a, a fee? How much you offering? And as, as you get closer, you notice a very large iron tree being held aloft in an upside-down position, and the children are all waiting next to the tree. Uh, definitely seems like the ritual is about to happen, but there are a lot of people on that shore. You have summoned me, but this ritual and your doors will not block me. One of the gates uh, half opens up, and they gesture to you to enter. As the lightning flashes, you can see now, the tree is being extended out over the river. All of the children appear to be attached to the tree, nooses around their necks, as they're being dragged off of the pier, and now, one by one, hanging in midair, strangling. You see, standing on the water, Lady Giligama. This dark, greenish liquid begins to trickle out, and down the trunk of the tree, and then down the branches of the tree, onto the children. It hits the water and starts flowing to Lady Giligama's feet. Lady Giligama, sensing defeat, begins to flee, running across the water and deeper out into the river and out beyond anyone's vision. Hello, and welcome to the Romageddon Podcast, Grand Designs Campaign, episode number 23. We are the Pathfinder 2 campaign. We are occasionally a horror campaign. I am Jason. I am the Game Master. And here are my three minions also known as the players. Introduce yourselves now, minions. Hi, everyone. It's me, Jordy, the bard. And I'm Ollie, playing Carl, the wizard. Hi, I'm Molly Oblivion, and my mouth is full. Uh, <laughs> I play Bonbon, bon, and occasionally her faithful companion, Grimlock. That's all. a mogwai, <laughs> That's a mogwai for copyright reasons. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's a mogwai, but not a mogwai for copyright <laughs> reasons. <laughs> I feel like you need to copyright that phrase. All right, so let's see. Last time, you engaged in a round of fisticuffs with the Lady Giligama and her ghoul minions, and you managed to slaughter all the ghouls, but the lady got away at the last minute after two failed flat checks on concealment. Yeah, we rolled so poorly. From Carl. <laughs> so, so poorly. It would have been an epic kill, but alas, she's got away. She ran across the river with her water walkie feet. And now, you've all just finished. It's Remember, it's still pouring rain. You can barely see. You're all soaked to the bone. And you've all just finished with the help of Adrosh and your mystery companion who kind of inserted himself into the battle, one of the uh, mages that was working on the dig site, have hauled the crane back up the makeshift pier, dragged the... Um, the children up onto the pier, cut them free of their nooses. And as I said before, they all seem really dazed and out of it, as if they're just confused, under probably under the influence of some sort of drug. And they are also all wearing silver coins around their neck. Although those silver coins are not the ones that you have been dealing with, they are new. Newly minted with the picture of Lady Giligama on them. So the rain is pouring. You have the children. What's your next move? Um, did we cast Detect Magic on the coins last game? 
You did not. We just I mentioned them to you, and then we okay. cut. Um, I would like to cast Detect Magic to see whether the coins have any magic in them. All right. Like, I feel like we would just assume that there's magic in the coins. Um, um, but I mean... No, 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 that I get, but I, I'm just curious. I mean, I can get an, an estimation of how... Because I felt Jordy's coin. Can I see whether one of these coins feels the same? Well, you can cast Detect Magic, and yes, you do detect this presence of magic, and that's all it does. That's what it, I mean. Like, is there a way to figure out what kind of magic? Read Aura, actually. I finally I cast looked aura? into it, and if you have Read Aura, I do. you can cast that I have on a specific item. Prepared and ready. All right, I'm going to have you make an arcane roll, please. I'm going to get my dice out. Oh, they don't even have their dice out. Lazy ass. We don't even have our hero points. That's okay. Yeah, I didn't give you hero points. I left my dice at home. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, luckily, everybody around here has extra. <laughs> oh, good. This is my favorite set. Thank you, Ellie. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right. Arcane roll, please. Oh, shit. Where is it? That's uh... a d20. I know. It's the on. big one. <laughs> looking for the good one. Oh, yeah, oh the I good know. one. I'm so yeah, sorry. I know. I, I, yeah, I know it's a d20. Looking for the loaded d20. All right, fine. I'll roll this other one. You just need to figure your toes in the editing room, you know. I got a uh, twenty-two. All right, you cast Redora on one of these coins. You detect magic of a mostly necromantic nature. Uh, the magic feels as if it's really not that strong. It feels more like a residual aura, as if somebody had cast a spell and that spell were wearing off. Um, I'd like to collect all the coins. All right, you cut the coins from around the children's necks. They offer no resistance. How many coins are there? There are 12. I pull out my medicine kit and proceed to check in on the children. I join Beckus in that. All right, both of you go ahead and make medicine rolls. 11. 11. 26. 26, all right. Uh, You look over the children, and aside from this sort of dazed look they have they appear to be uh, well and obviously they have you know rope burns around their neck from when they were being strangled but they appear to be mostly okay so where do we the boat that we came in on um is way too small is it too small to cart all of us or it is a ferry it is made to hold lots of people okay um i would like to suggest to the group that we get the children back to the ferry the guy is still waiting for us right or was he just going to come back in the morning uh, he's gonna wait for us. Um, okay. so my my question is, um, does it look like there's anything valuable around? Anything valuable? Uh, first of all, it's just raining like crazy, so you can't really see anything valuable laying around. Well, did she the got guards away with have our weapons? Treasure. The guards all had short swords and armor. Uh, is there like an office or something or somewhere that you would um, where did where were they? Where where did where would the lady have have come from? Do we know that? They came over uh, across sure. the river, right? On a boat. They probably would have st- <clears throat> they would have stayed. So uh can we can we see based on where the machinery was, can we see where they brought the kids from? Um what do you mean like where they were staying before they started the ritual? Yeah, so there are a number of buildings here. Like Ali an is office determined building. to get loot. Um <laughs> uh, okay, so so the so the um was there an office? Like a like a yeah, head office. Yeah, there was a main office, the same one that um, was you two looted, I believe. <laughs> yeah. I think we should pop in there real quick and check it. Well, while you guys I, do that, I would like to talk to the mage guy. He's kind of looking around, confused. Now that you have a closer look of it, look at him. 
Uh, he seems like he's a sort of a very plain looking individual, human male. Looks to be in his early 30s, average height, brown hair, brown eyes, and he's wearing the tan robes that the archaeology mages normally wear. Uh, he doesn't appear to have any sort of weapons on him. And he's looking around from Hadrosh to the rest of you, like, confused. And as you're approaching, Hadrosh goes, we should get these children out of the rain. I agree. Hadrosh, can you start taking them over there? Uh, yes. Uh, find a building somewhere, yes. Okay, thank you. He's starts trying to lead them and they they will seem to follow if he like grabs their hand and leads them but there are 12 of them okay so he just starts moving a couple the mage uh turns to you all and he says what went on here the this seems not right <laughs> no my name's uh Darius by the way i'm here uh, can we get inside and talk is this i'm Really soaked, uh, and I beginning to not be able to feel my feet. Yeah, let's. Uh, why don't you lead the way? Uh, I'll okay. meet up with you guys. I'm gonna help Beckus and Hadrosh then. Tell, tell you what, Darius. Why don't you take? Uh, why don't you take one, a couple of these kids? I'll take a couple more, and we'll get. We'll get okay. This done. Yeah. Uh, we'll get them into the main office. There should be plenty of room there. Perfect. Some stuff, place to. I lay shout down. out to Hadrosh to let him know that's what we're doing now. All right, over there, hey, over here. Okay, well, <laughs> we figure it out. <laughs> So you manage to herd all these children into the office where it's dry and a little bit warmer. And uh, Carl, you look through a few buildings and this place has been cleaned out. When they, the uh, archaeological crew left, they basically took everything with you. You do find a shed filled with some tools that they left there. Shovels and pickaxes and stuff like that. Something that looked valuable. <laughs> Did you find a nice hoe? <laughs> I said valuable. <laughs> you want to start a flea market? Sure. Well, surely you do not know the value of a bottom bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, I'm okay. Uh, so what? So they they just came over. They didn't they didn't stop anywhere. They just like probably popped in somewhere to get out of the rain and then went, went out. Yeah, you see, it looks like the office area is probably where the lady herself was staying. It looks a little bit more tidied up, but there wasn't really anything. They don't appear to have been doing anything, perhaps just preparing for the ritual. Okay. Um, I'd like to talk to, to Darius when we get in there. Um, so, uh, Darius, yes, um, this, this ritual is definitely not normal, um, nor good. Um, that lady was Lady Giligama. Um, we, we don't know terribly much about her, but... Um, well, she's uh, been on the dig site, or visiting the dig site for weeks. Well, um, cl- clearly the tree is involved in some sort of ancient necromantic ritual. Um, which she had clearly discovered um, and was attempting to perform. Um, I think it's very fortunate that we interrupted her. Um, it looks like we were able to save all 12 kids, which is um, amazing. But I, I'm not quite sure how we can proceed from here. She, she got away, so uh, we know where her house is. We could maybe check that. Um, but I, I, I don't know if there's even an authority in this region that could do anything. Well, I mean, contact the... The city guard, the constable. Um, I'm my wor- my worry is that being a lady, it's it's our word against hers. Well, after what I've seen here tonight, I don't suspect that she'll be sticking around. I mean, this is we have twelve children here. It's pretty damning evidence. Um, so perhaps we should get them back to the guard. Um, I'm curious to see what's going on at her mansion. 
Uh, did we have a way back? Oh, uh, yes, we rented a ferry. And the ferryman is currently waiting for us. So, uh, yes, we have a way back and, and, and plenty of space to return the children to dry land. All right, then. Uh, Do you want to come with us? Uh, yes, I, I'm, I'm actually a member of... Or, uh, I'm with the Guild of Antiquities and Artifacts. I was put on this site specifically to, I don't want to say spy, but keep an eye on Outlier Ventures to make sure that they were following all proper procedures and so forth. So I have an official voice and when I can contact the GAA and let them know what's going on, we can shut the site down, uh, secure it, call in some people who know more about this, and definitely pursue finding this lady through um, Outlier Ventures, which she appears to be a part of. Bonbon bon walks up to him and puts her hands on her hips and tilts her head. Why were you out here tonight? I saw the lady absconded and come over here. I was a little concerned, being a representative of the GAA, that she might be trying to uh, steal something. And then I noticed that she had moved the tree out towards the water, and I immediately assumed that that the thing she was trying to steal was the tree that I was waiting to see if a boat came by to uh, for them to load it on. Just, that was my suspicion. I had no idea that it was much darker than that. Um, speaking of then, the when I saw things, sorry, sorry, sorry. Just so when I saw every the, the the flashes of lightning and everything, and I and the, the everything, I I came in to see what was going on, and then realized you were all trying to kill each other. Speaking of the tree, I'm I'm assuming the the GAA is that is that what the the guild is called, the, the Guild of Antiquities and Artifacts. Yes, um, pres- presumably they would be able to secure and guard the tree. Yes, um, yeah, I'm going to send out a, a message as soon as possible to get someone down here to secure, secure this location. Um, I'm I'm sure you don't mind, but can we see your ga identification? <laughs> you want to see my papers? <laughs> Uh, yeah, we would appreciate that. Well, I can show you my papers when we get back to the other side of the river. I did not bring them with me in case I was uh, figured out by the lady. And plus it's raining and they would have not been much paper left of them. Bonbon squints. <laughs> it's in my nature. <laughs> Very well. well. We'll take a look when we get back across the other side. Um, is there is there anything over on this side that you need to do or can we get these kids somewhere? No, let's just get these children children to someplace safety and get them out you know, get some dry clothes and um hadrosh the, the the children um do you know anywhere where we may may take them should we take them perhaps to one of the orphanages or um is, is there anybody that you know of that would be uh capable of taking care of them i think we should take them to the town guards to see if anyone's looking for them oh okay or well, you do know that these children supposedly were the ones that Lady Giligama um, acquired while she was in Portion Grant. When Bonbon uh, bon was spying on on the Hunchback, he mentioned that she had already had some children and was looking for more. That is true. Um, did we know the origin of the original children? Were they orphans as well, or were they... Well, the lady was acquiring them from the yeah. orphanage in the East Block. Okay, so they we could presumably return them to the orphanage in the East Block, or um, uh, who's our friend? Yeah, the the lady whose house we went into mm-hmm. the basement of. 
uh, Lady Sardinia. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Her. We should take him to her. Yes. Um. I. I do you remember Lady Sardinia? Um. Perhaps she would be good to bring these children to. She seemed like a kind sort. Well, it looks like we're going to be doing some babysitting for a little bit. Um, Hadrosh, um, what are you doing for the next couple of days? Uh, nothing. How do you feel about children? I'm not a biggest fan. Um, well, these aren't really like, I mean, regular children. They're hypnotized. You could basically just sit them in a corner and walk away and they'd be fine, right? Well, I mean, they still have to eat food. Oh, that's right. Um, Human children. <laughs> could we? <laughs> Goblin children do not eat food. <laughs> <laughs> They they just lick rocks. They don't have to eat food as often, and uh, you know we have means, ways of storing our food. Not like not like chipmunks, but you know. Could could we <clears throat> could goblin we, secrets? Could we hire um, uh, a, a nanny or something to take care of them for the next couple of days? Is that a thing that exists? Like I, I, nannies for hire, like someone. How that big could... is the boat that we have right now? Currently, it's a it, ferry. it's a ferry boat. It's made to how transport. Bad is the storm? Da- it's still pretty bad. But I mean, Would he made it across all the way down the river. Like, could we just fucking leave? Them? Can we just go to Porsham Grand? We no, wouldn't. No, I don't no, know no, if, no, Dar- no. if Darius would go with us. But no, we I, I think we. I think we need a. We need a river vessel to go down river, and I think we should investigate the lady's house. Yes, I agree that. Uh, Isn't the lady's house in Porsham Grand? No, no, the mansion that she rented. Oh, that's right. That's right. Or purchased or whatever, but I would like to go there. Perhaps see if we can find. Well. Uh, more. Let's go find one of those taverns that you guys love so much that has 12 rooms, 13 rooms, and we rent them all out. We can afford that, right? Or perhaps we go to the uh, mansion and occupy that <laughs> for free. Go straight to the mansion tonight. Well, I mean, we we currently have uh, Darius here. and I mean, I, I imagine if the lady had any guards, they would have all been at the dig site. And so the, the mansion should be relatively uh, empty um, we could perhaps grab a couple city guards to ensure our ability to get in there um, it might be a difficult track in this oh right it rain. is extremely muddy no let's just take her uh, what what was the name of the the the, the tavern tavern the stiff post the sturdy beam uh the hardwood the sturdy beam. The male erection. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're not even trying. I'm not sure how many more times we're going to get to work the sturdy beam in. Solid so I rod. Uh, Make sure you work that sturdy beam as much as possible. Is that what you're saying? Oh, the solid rod is a really good name for a tavern. The petrified yeah, I, um, shaft. Usually you can only get to the tip of them because the rest is covered with all the rest of the wood. So <laughs> you really just can only work the tip. But. All right. So you all so get on the ferry. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> For the record, I do want to say that I think that taking all of these children directly to the place that was most recently inhabited by the woman who just tried to kill them on the night that all this happened. Probably not a great idea. <clears throat> okay, well, uh, Carl is a lot of years removed from his kids, uh, so <laughs> no paternal instinct. No, we'll uh, we'll take the the tavern. So the sturdy penis. Okay. Why are you looking at me? Take your hero point back. <laughs> nope, <laughs> you can't get it now. No longer a hero, just a perv. <laughs> All right, so you all board the ferry. Uh, the ferryman. Seems nonplussed that you have all these children with him. He looks a little suspicious. Um. So we we went to rescue all these kids. Like we didn't like buy them or anything. They were being tortured and killed. We saved their lives. Uh. 
Okay. Darius steps forward. He says, I'm a representative of the GAA with the dig site. There were some happenings. And uh, we just need to get back across the river so we can contact the constable and get these children out of the rain. And the guy just shrugs. All oh. right. It'll be an extra. Uh, he counts the number of heads. One extra gold piece. Uh, what was your What was your name, Ferryman? I don't remember. <laughs> um, Clive, listen, <laughs> Clive. There are very, very few opportunities in one's life to be a hero, and none of these kids have any money. <laughs> so but so you do. I reach into the no, bag no, of holding and I toss him a gold. Clive, you get very few opportunities in life to be a hero, and. None of these kids have any money, so it would be fantastic if you could you could find it in your heart just to let all of these kids ride with us for free on the direction we're already going. I reach into the bag of holding and I throw the guy a gold. Right. Like, <laughs> he takes the gold. <laughs> it's a gold, Carl. One gold piece. <laughs> it's fine. Fine. <laughs> The treasury won't bear such expense. <laughs> it's fine. It came out of my pocket. I don't mind. I sit down on the boat and begin to treat my wounds. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love how Jordy's still actually playing the game. And we're <laughs> Carl and I have long since abandoned this. <clears throat> what do you mean? We're playing the game. <laughs> sort of. Playing We're still looking for loot. Still looking for loot no matter where we go and what we do. I'm not still looking for loot. I'm just not passing any opportunity for loot to be found. I'm also just trying desperately to prove that this Darius guy who's clearly not evil is evil. So, you know. <laughs> I was wondering why he's so clearly nice. not evil. <laughs> it was all a front. You know, killing those goals and everything. <laughs> so you make your way across the river. And it's at this point you realize that Fairies usually have rowers on them, but this ferry does not, because I forgot to even think about that fact. You can't just drive a ferry in the medieval age. There's no motor. Don't fairies, even back then, didn't fairies have the little... Paddle things? Yeah. Well, how do you power them? I don't, I don't know. It's magic. Know. I'm not a scientist. <laughs> There's actually rowers down below that have just been hidden the whole time with, like, bicycles. But, uh, yeah, yeah, basement rowers. We can Cl buy that. Clyde's ferry is magical, so mm. it, it moves it's out It's actually powered by dwarves. <laughs> it just has, like, a lower deck that's, like, three feet tall, and all these poor dwarves live down there, and they never leave. <laughs> yeah. So you make it back to the other side of the river, and Clive, or Clyde, or whatever you call them, bid you farewell. <laughs> you guide the children to the sturdy beam. They don't appear to be coming out of their days. Come in out of the rain, dripping wet, and the proprietor of the sturdy beam looks over in your direction and looks at the kids. We need all your rooms. <laughs> I just need the largest room. I don't really have any exceptionally large rooms, but I do have, still have three open. And he glances at the children's necks where these red marks, these raw red marks are. He says, what happened to them? They were being tortured and killed. We saved their what? lives. Have you contacted the constable? Not yet. We just needed to get them out of the rain. They're in some sort of strange hypnotic stupor. We can't even really, they won't even walk on their own. We just need to get them to a place where they're safe well, and yes, warm. Yes, of course. Uh, yes, you, use the rooms. Use Thank the rooms you. by all means. Thank you. Un unfortunately, none of these children have any money. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm I'm not going to charge you. Wait, really? I, well, yes, these children are in danger. I reach into my bag of holding and I toss the guy a gold. <laughs> was, thank you, I guess. 
And, and Carl immediately has a heart attack. <laughs> you gave away money for nothing? We didn't have to pay, Bon Bon. We didn't have to pay. Is Carl Jerry He's going to whip out my now? gambit of giving him a piece of whittled wood as an offering. <laughs> uh, barkeep, I know my friend gave you that uh, gold coin there, but I, I would also like you to have this, and I'm going to pull out a little carved ferret <laughs> and give it to him. <laughs> You okay. can also have this. I see. I really want a T-shirt that says, "I would like you to have this" with a picture of a whittled bird. <laughs> like I really want that shirt. <laughs> you may also have this barkeep in a shimmy. <laughs> that one's for free as well. <laughs> bon Bon is just Hadrosh right there with you. <laughs> okay, let's take these children up to their rooms. Um. Mm. At this point, Darius excuses himself. I will return with my paperwork. Thank you. And make it this was... all official. You might want to escort him, Bon Bon. He might get away. It was sort of nice to meet you, I think. <laughs> and she gives him one of the oh, these, like babe. a Forrest Whitaker eye. <laughs> <laughs> Forrest wow. Whitaker eye. Wow. You know, like, <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> he leaves the sturdy beam. You all escort. <laughs> Oh, I would also like to make sure that I say thank you to the tavern keep. I didn't mean to just throw money at him and then like. Of course, of course. I mean, there's something like this happening. We definitely need to. Not, not in my town, I tell you. Not in my town. <laughs> well, what was your What was your name, sir? Uh, Barry. Barry, you're you are a hero. Mar. Oh, wait, you weren't kidding. <laughs> Is your name Barry Beam? It's- Pepperwood. <laughs> Julius, Julius Pepper. Pepperwood. Thin crust pizza? No, thank you. I'm Julius Pepperwood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Billquist. Are you one of the beams? What? This is the sturdy beam. You are Barry Beam, are you not? No. Um, uh, sir. Well, forgive I'm, my friends, please. We've just, had a long night. <laughs> just out of curiosity, um, uh, what did you? what is the sturdy beam named after? He looks around and kind of points to the construction of the place and the large beams that are holding it up. I think Carl thought it was a reference to the human penis. We get that a lot here. <laughs> just, just. Especially being so close to the, uh, the wet. The wet noodle <laughs> the or wet. the. <laughs> <laughs> People think we're a, we're a prostitution mm-hmm. house. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Right, let's go up to our rooms, guys, and get these kids all snug. You bring the kids up to the room, and shortly thereafter, Barry, the innkeep, brings up a box of clothes, like mismatched clothes. Says things that people have just left behind over the years. I just kind of keep them around. I mean, maybe some of these will fit. You know, you can get them out of those wet clothes. We can stick them over the hearth and dry them up again. That's very nice of you, Barry. Thank you. Um, I'm going to start press digitizing kids dry. Oh, well, problem solved. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah, start I'm not taking children's them. clothes off. Yeah, like, they're in a hypnotic state. I'm good. So are they like Don from Buffy, where like if I lift one of the kids' arms, will it stay that way? Like, are they basically like no, like living just, dolls? Oh, I, you can attempt. I was just gonna make them wish. all salute. You know, <laughs> either a medicine check or an occult check to figure out what's wrong with them. Oh, I'd like to make an occult check to figure out what's wrong. I would with also them. like to see. That would be nineteen. All right. I got a 29 on a cult. Nice. I rolled a natural 20. Either <laughs> on my medicine or a cult. I love how we always roll that 20s on shit like this. Like, right. 
<laughs> like my enchanted no, overalls. <laughs> hey, we got a lot more exposition this way. So looking over them and examining them both, both physically and given sort of the strange symptoms that they're exhibiting, you get the feeling that they are definitely under the influence of some sort of drug, but also that something with the ritual messed them up. They're not really talking, but every once in a while, one of them will talk, and they'll just spout off something random. And there's at least one person here trained with society, right? Yep. Uh, when they start talking, they'll just talk in almost like uh, encyclopedic gibberish. They'll just start quoting, like, in the year of 14-something, you know, this king fell in the battle of such and such. And then that's all they'll say. And then they'll do it again, except they'll start talking about Horsham Grand was founded in this year by this particular person, blah, blah, blah. Or uh, the structure of guilds as related to our current times is, you know, based off of this hierarchical structure uh, of the king's past. And they just seem to be spitting out facts. And occasionally they'll even switch languages. Do we have any idea? Can I use, like, can I use recall knowledge and see if maybe I have come across anything? That might indicate what's causing this? Um, like in all my time studying the cult in the library and all that? What does your oddity identification deal with again? Is it mental stuff? I don't know, and I don't have the app on me tonight. I'll look it up. All right. Don't worry, I have a magical thing called a book. Oh, books. I've heard of those. Is that like a paper app? Kind of. Paper's the future. <laughs> okay, so my mistake. Bon mind, you don't have ID identification. I've made this mistake several times. <laughs> no, sir, I do not. <laughs> Beckus, however, you do. So if you want to make an occult roll, and if you want to spend that hero point, <laughs> why not? <laughs> do you get poo poo? <laughs> got demonstrably worse. 12. 12, all right. You can determine nothing um, without knowing more about really what the ritual was doing. The only thing you can really figure out is that something to do with the ritual just kind of scrambled their brains. Why they're spitting out random facts that are more suitable for scholars to be talking about rather than children. The only thing you do, um, the only connection you have, though, is that you do remember the hunchback mentioning about how he was making sure the children read. Hmm. I can't glean anything right now, guys. Uh, let me ask. So the uh, the coins, um, they're minted, right? So they're a stamped coin. Um, stamped by. Well, I mean, it's a minted coin. However, they did that back then. Okay, I'm sorry. So it's just um, how many how many mints are there in Portion Grand? In Portion Grand, uh, there is one official royal mint, although people can mint their own coins. Hey, if you're found doing it, it's not a good thing. But it's would be you know, the silversmithing. Could could you sort. could you pay could you hire the royal mint to to No make? you cannot. It's they're very official in that any coinage that goes out into Portion Grand is stamped with the image of the king of Portion Grand. Okay, and so the coins have no or discernible the, features. Sorry, the king of Wolfen, the king you of could of try to recall knowledge with your craft ability, couldn't you? Well, if they're new and it's her face, it doesn't help me. 
Um, what do you mean recall knowledge with crafting? with crafting? Like you could glean to see if you know like anything about the metal, where it came from, anything like that, or if you recognize anyone in town that might do work like that. I mean, that's I'll I'll do I'll do it later. You don't but... recall knowledge enough, but yeah, there's not a lot of information to be gleaned from the coins. No, I was I was just just curious as far as leads when we got back. So the the. The hunchback was taking care of the children and making them read. That is what the hunchback said to Beckus when Beckus was talking to him. And we didn't follow up and ask what they were reading. Maybe it was no. history. I think Beckus was in the moment. How lo- how long ago w- would the original batch of kids have disappeared? I mean, like, how long have these kids been in her care? Um, It is hard to tell. You know that she arrived here shortly after the issue with the warehouse fire, and you know that she had the children before then, so it's been at least, um, if my memory serves me correctly, it's been at least, I think, 30 days. And how long ago did they initially find the tree? Uh, the dig site was first uh, found, um, I believe, a month and a half ago, and then the tree was found like two weeks after that. Hear me out, hear me out. Could we just take these children back to Portion Grand and find, you know, like the center of the East Block and just stand them all up on, stand them all up on like podiums or something and just say, we found these children. Who do they belong to? <laughs> Who wants to buy a kid? This no. is a good kid. This is a really fit kid. Carl. He'll work really hard if you feed him some scraps. Carl, I am not insinuating that we sell the children, but how else are we supposed to find their tribes? You know? They can't well, even tell us who they are. Well, I think they were orphans before from the orphanage. Because she was getting them from the orphanage. Mm. Yes, this would seem to fit her past uh, or what we know of what she was doing. So they have no tribe. No, they're just abandoned. So they're abandoned and now they're crazy. They're foundlings, yes. All right. Well, if we get them back to Warsham Ground, then uh, we'd have people who know these things look at them and perhaps... Cure their minds of what other ailment ailment is affecting them. So should we just leave them here, go contact the authorities locally, spend the night, and then go back to Portion Grand in the morning? Yeah, should we name them just so we can tell sure. all, all 12 of them apart? Sure, we can name that one Bettina. She points at one of the young boys uh, and then points at one of the uh, other young boys and says we can name him Sprocket. And then this one here, she points to a young girl we can call her uh, Dinner Bell. <laughs> I think maybe we wait and maybe they'll remember their own names. Are these bad? Uh, what about, oh, we could use traditional goblin names. We can name this one. I'm calling this one Rufus Jr. <laughs> I'm going to call them all Rufus Jr. <laughs> uh, chances are. <laughs> uh, I'll, t- I'll take these four. They look like hard workers. At this point, uh, Darius comes back. He has his paperwork with him, saying that he's an official agent of the GAA and that he's afforded all respects given to the guild and blah, blah, blah. And he's there. Bon Bon takes the papers. I'm going to need those back when you're done with them. Bon Bon looks at them, but like does that thing where she like pulls the papers down a little and looks at him over them and then goes back to reading them a couple times, you know? I assure you everything's in order. The guild seals on there and everything. She seems both disappointed and satisfied, so she pulls it up <laughs> and hands it back. Hey. Hello, I am Bonbon. It's nice to meet you, not evil Darius. Yes, not 
evil. No, I have, uh, no. Not a part of this. So, have you determined what's going to happen with these children? I mean, the lady is obviously long gone. Um, well, well, they're clearly going to have to go back to the orphanage from which they came. Um, unless the people here wanted to adopt them, but... Well, we were going to take them to uh, see our friend, right? In Portion Grind? Oh, um, or we could do that. Um, it's... Yeah. Yeah, we have a friend who deals with orphans. Wayward children. Yeah. She, and, she uh, deals in children. See, I specifically said with and not in. <laughs> no. Carl really wants me to sell children for some reason. Um, Please don't sell the children. Well, I would never sell Dinner Bell. She's my favorite. Rufus oh, uh, <laughs> defensively stands on Rufus Jr.'s shoulder <laughs> uh, and kind of glares at Bon Bon for a minute at the talk of Bon Bon selling Rufus, children. I'm not going to sell these children, okay? Well, you, could, you you do what you want with your four. <laughs> all right, so what are the immediate plans? Um, this is what so I mean, by the way, about how we stop playing speak. the game. <laughs> Jordan's over there wanna... strategizing and being smart. <laughs> Jason's like, all right, players, come on. And we're over here naming the children. Yeah, like an hour left. <laughs> if you guys would like to go and speak with the local authorities, I can stay here and make sure that the children don't wander off or wake up in a daze. That sounds good to me. You can also, you know, let Darius stay. He checks out. <clears throat> he I figured he would go and speak with the local authorities since he's been here and is oh. a bit more official than and okay. he can yeah, speak more too on the dig I, site. That and, makes sense. Uh, my paperwork will definitely get us uh, afforded a little more um, serious consideration. Okay, let's go. All right, so who's all going down? All right, so make it very brief. Encounter. Maybe, uh, just so that the listeners know that Bon <laughs> yeah, Bon and Carl raised their fingers uh, in unison I, and in silence. <laughs> I thought about that as I looked over at you. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think about it. I was like, yeah, you guys. Sorry. But to make it very brief, uh, you, along with Darius, again, slog through the rain, find the local constable. Uh, you just quickly discover that orphans in this particular city are either A, given over to one of the brothels for them to raise, or they are put on a boat and taken to Portion Grand where there are actually orphanages. There's no official orphanage here. That Sometimes temples will take them in. So the constable... Do you want to leave dinner bell there? <laughs> no, not dinner bell. The constable offers to post a few guards to make sure that this lady doesn't come back and, and try to cause them harm. And then the the next day, uh, they will begin talking to the temples and so forth and seeing what needs to happen with the children. Well, um, uh, let's we'll we'll take them back. That would be that would be fantastic. Yeah, we'll just take them back to Portion Grand with us. Yeah. All right. Uh, could could we perhaps um, get some guard assistance? We we may need to. Um... Yeah, he said he was going to post some guards there. Oh no, I meant in terms of getting into the mansion. Um, so the, oh, the, you want to you want the constable to help you get into the mansion as well? Because we can we'll send uh, tomorrow when it's daylight. We'll send some people out there. We'll investigate, and, and I suspect she's long gone. But we can at least find out maybe if there are clues telling where she might have went. Um, Excellent. Just j- just in case, not not for anything. Just just in case they they have people still there posted. 
<laughs> He's still trying to get loot. <laughs> I need to make a private investigation. <laughs> I need unfettered access Here. with a little interaction with anyone else while I look through everything. Here, would you mind turning a blind eye in exchange for this squirrel? <laughs> you'll, 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 all, you'll all just disturb all the clues. Uh, pay no attention to this bag by my side. It's just a regular bag. We have a forensics expert here. It definitely doesn't do any holding. I am a forensics expert. If there's a dead body, she knows. That's right, actually. I could... <laughs> uh, yep, I could definitely always, dead. I, yeah, exactly. I could volunteer my services to the constable. Like, I, I, so Bon Bon, in the midst of this discussion, lets the constable know that she is trained in forensic science, in the forensic sciences, and would be more than happy to accompany them on their investigation to the mansion in case that there are, you know, children that didn't quite make it to the tree, or perhaps, uh, yeah, you know. sure, we'd be happy to have your help. Okay, we'll be going tomorrow again. Uh, can I bring my friend Carl? Bon Bon, Bon Bon, they're, they're accompanying us. They're, they are assisting us. We're not That's not them. what they said at all. They said that they were going to perform an investigation well, on we're, the mansion. We're going to perform an investigation. You're welcome to come along. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, yes, yes, we will certainly <laughs> be coming along. Um, we have our own investigation to conduct. Carl, we don't work for the authorities. <laughs> Listen, Bon Bon, um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull Bon Bon off to the side just out of earshot. Um, we are the authority. <laughs> and, uh, I'll do that with my with my hand with my hand on her little shoulder and like a real firm grip, like 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 steal your back, little goblin. We're in charge. Mon Mon doesn't look convinced, but she's just gonna let you do you. Can I? <laughs> can I? Can I uh, inspire Bon Mon somehow to feel um, convinced? I don't know, Bon Mon. Are you inspired? I am inspired to go back to the tavern and take a nap. Well, that's, good, that? that's good enough. You're all still like, you know, cut and mm-hmm. electrocuted and or whatever and bleeding mm-hmm. and you guys are. <laughs> <laughs> so you make your way back to the sturdy beam and the children are slowly just kind of like passing out one at a time, just laying on the floor and going to sleep. You kind of have to. Take care of them and like get them to beds or at least get them some blankets and stuff like that. Aren't they going to need to eat food? Hadrosh said they would. How are they going to do that if they can't even like... Yeah, they seemed a little bit dazed and they're not really seem interested in eating. I'm worried. We're going to have to see some kind of specialist in Portion Grand to figure out I what's going them. on. I sing them a song. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What song do you sing them? Mm. Come, little children, I'll take thee away. So they tried to make me go to rehab, but I so said no, no, no. no. <laughs> so the the children will follow if you if you grab one of their hands and pull on it. Yeah, they just kind of. Can I arrange them in a circle? Uh, half of them are asleep. Can I arrange six of them in a circle? <laughs> Why? What are you doing with these sleeping children, mm-hmm. Carl? Um, I want to um, start, do a paternity start them spinning and see how long they spin for. On oh, their own. <laughs> no. There's a certain point <laughs> at which people will intervene, particularly Hadrosh and his Warhammer. <laughs> so you go to sleep. You wake up the next day. The children are, are awake and they seem a little more cognizant. They're not really able to express much most of it what they say again it seems a bit a repetition of encyclopedic facts but they do manage to sort of understand what you're saying to them and sort of follow directions and so forth you manage to 
herd them down into the common room and get them to eat some food. So they're at least doing that. Eat your porridge, brush your hair. We're going on a boat and going somewhere. <laughs> um, I'm I'm pretty satisfied and ready to go to bed. Do we need to do anything this evening before mm. we adjourn? Um, it's the next morning. Yeah, it's, I fast forwarded you bed. through the night. We woke up. And yeah, went this to is bed. the morning. Oh, Jordy's when the, singing. When before the Carl heard song. anybody. When were the kid? When were the kids eating? Then is that evening? The morning. morning that's the next morning. Oh, sorry. Totally missed that line. Uh, okay. Listen to the game master. <laughs> sometimes, at least sometimes. Sorry, please. sorry. Um, no, so we, we, we need to go investigate the, man, the manor then. So you're sitting there, eating your food, and the door to the sturdy beam opens up and in steps a group of people. You recognize the person in front. Long gray hair tied up in a bun, dark gray eyes, woman in her early 60s wearing full plate with a warhammer and shield strapped to her back and a iron holy symbol of Hakis hanging around her neck, flanked by two more, one male, one female. Both of them are, sorry, the male dressed in full plate. Uh, the girl is uh, dressed in leather armor. Both of them with the holy symbol of Hakis around their neck. Right behind them, you recognize one six-and-a-half-foot-tall Stone gray hair, yellow granite eyes, dull yellow stone-like skin, dressed in the uh, white gray robes, braided silver belt, symbolizing that she is bon the bon death speaker of Yana. It is Lucretia. Bonbon bon starts jumping up and down and waving her arms. <laughs> the girl in the front was Beskia, just in case you don't remember. <laughs> no, we don't. And slightly that. behind them, oddly enough, uh, though you did send your message off to various people, to be in her early 30s, five and a half feet tall, wiry, short cropped, brown hair, hazel eyes, woman dressed in leather, or not dressed, sorry, she's not dressed in leather armor now, but the last time you saw her, she was. Now she seems to be dressed in very, sort of very, very practical traveling clothing, and half of her face completely covered in this sort of pattern of scars. You recognize Helle. And they all step through, and they glance, the Beskia glances around very quickly. Her eyes rest on Bonbon, bon, who is the most recognizable person, and they immediately start marching over to your table with you and the children are eating. Bonbon bon runs up to Lucretia. Hi. Hello, little Bonbon. Bon. Hello. It's so nice to see you again. It's good to see you. It's been some time. It has been. Uh, we received your message and heard that there was some sort of some sort of trouble happening here of a most unsavory nature. Oh, we're so glad that you're here, although I must say it does seem that the most of the danger has passed. We rescued 12... Uh, orphaned children from uh, some sort of necromantic tree ritual and this evil woman who minted coins in her likeness and were was were choking the children to death in order to stay eternally young. It's a whole big thing. It happened out on the water and they were digging up these bones and it all has to do with these necromantic coins. You know, remember when we brought you, when we brought the necromantic in information to you to begin with, it's all kind of like tied in with that, but not really the same, but it's kind of the same. And Things are, things have gotten really intense, and we're just really, really relieved to see you guys here. <laughs> well, we are here to help. We arrived early this morning. We've been riding all night, and I have been discussing with Beskia and her shields, as well as Hele, who was apparently sent here by Guervin. We have exchanged information. We seem to be on the same page now about these silver coins and this Lady Giligama. At this point, Beskia steps forward. 
So tell me exactly what happened. Bonbon bon looks offended as she feels like she just did that. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I convey the knowledge of everything that happened in the last episode. <laughs> well, I pull out my phone and yeah. I go to anchor.fm. <laughs> Send her a link to Romageddon. Hey, listen, we, we edited all the information together you for you. You should have checked my Snapchat like, storyline. Just, uh, just even acted it out for you. Uh, just develop the internet and the iPhone and uh, it'll be there. All right, you, so you relay the entire story. The Temple of Hakis will place these children under their protection. We will make sure that they're fed and clothed and given to good homes or taken care of by the temple. Do you think children, you can cure say them? hello. We'll undoubtedly be able to uh, strike from their mind whatever damage has been done. At this point... Uh, Rufus Jr. can't go to a brothel unless I get my cut. Is happening to you, Carl? None of them will go to <laughs> that, brothels. That was Rufus, not Carl. Oh. <laughs> All the low voices. And I would um, ask you to keep your cat quiet. Well, I've I've tried, but he's um, <laughs> indignant and willful, and uh, frank frankly, I I owe him a great deal of uh, gratitude. So I uh, I let him do what he wants. At this point, uh, the Man who came in with Beskia, who is also wearing a symbol of Hakis around his neck, steps forward, kind of leans in and whispers something in her ear. And he gestures towards the children. It appears this ritual may be more than just someone trying to reclaim their youth. From what my first shield here says, their minds appear to have been... It's almost as if the ritual was siphoning away their mind itself. I suspect that this individual, this Lady Gilyama, was not just capturing life, but also knowledge. We should investigate where she was staying. We've already decided or figured out where it is. We've talked to the local constable who appears to have that knowledge. I've taken over the investigation on behalf of the Temple of Hakis. Oh, excellent. I'm going to be a part of that investigation with my forensic expertise. Um, Of course. I would like you all to come along. Maybe something in there will um, spur some sort of... Uh, memory or forgotten piece of knowledge that you experience during your time here. She was siphoning knowledge from uh, children. Uh, what, what what sort of knowledge could a child have? Well, remember the hunchback said he was forcing them to read. Kids, from what I understand, retain information much more easily than grown-ups. So maybe she was forcing them to study and then stealing everything they learned. Ah, well, this this makes a lot more sense. At this point, uh. Grimlock has climbed out from underneath my my cake topper dress okay. and has scurried over to Lucretia and he's hugging her leg. All right. Lucretia picks up Grimlock and puts him on her shoulder. He looks very happy. <laughs> uh, everyone make perception checks real quick. On the table, Ollie. Oh, <laughs> you can't get a natural 21. You, you know. can't if it's on the floor. How about a nat 20? Oh, nice. Did you get a nat 20? How about a 9? Nine? Nine, <laughs> 20. Regular 20? Nat 20, total of what? 29. As you were talking and so forth, uh, Carl, you noticed that Hele appears to be saying nothing. Vekas, you noticed that Hele's eyes are just moving, like twitching everywhere watching every little thing that every person's doing she keeps 
Also, like, glancing back towards the door, examining the floor, examining the barkeep, um, looking over everything that you all are carrying, um, even watching Grimlock. She just appears to be almost like she's investigating a crime scene. She just, her eyes are on everything, but she's not saying a single word. Hella, do you sense something strange? Are you looking for something? She turns her eyes towards you. I just like to keep my eyes open. Well, if you're looking for something specific, I'd be glad to help. Is Darius around? If I was looking for something specific, I wouldn't need to scan. Well, obviously you sense something. I look. I don't sense. Okay. Is Darius still here? Uh, No, Darius has wandered off. Oh, okay. Beskia once again turns to you. Let's get to this mansion investigation. I have horses. It'll be better for the rain. Oh, the rain, by the way, has lightened up. It's still like a good steady drizzle, but it's no longer pouring. Uh, who's, who, who will watch the children while we go? She turns to the individual who was talking to her, the man in, in the armor. says, Yurish will. I'm going to look at him. Real, really uh, give him a look. Like a really stern look right. and size him up. He stares back at you with a very unfriendly expression on his face. And you realize he was one of the people that was in the room back when you um, went to Beskia with the coins and started insulting her. And he you, he almost gives off a stench of extreme disdain for you. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk over to him. Right. He Are puts his hand on... He puts his hand on his weapons when you are as you approach. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull out a little uh, carved wooden hummingbird, <laughs> and I'm gonna give it to him. He does not take it from you. <laughs> I'm gonna place it on his shoulder. <laughs> he reaches up and smacks your hand away. Did I get the hummingbird on his shoulder? <laughs> I don't make an attack roll. Is that a no? I'm spending a hero point. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! You just really. Just spend your hair away on this. Uh, I rolled a natural 19, so... What, what, Dude, what, if that was a nat 20, that would have been fucking fabulous. Uh, it was a melee strike. <laughs> it rests on his shoulder. Uh, After uh, slapping your hand away, he immediately shrugs his shoulder and knocks it to the ground. Um, and uh, I'm going to look at him um, and ignore the hand slap and the, the hummingbird getting knocked off his shoulder. Uh, and what was his name? Yurish. Yurish, take this as a symbol of our eternal friendship. Um, I know that we will grow to become close with time and that um, know that I, I believe in you and that I think that you are a great guy. And I'll uh, turn around and head towards the door. He just scowls at you. <laughs> all right, so you all load up on some horses, ride out toward the mansion. There are no more guards. The gates have been left open. You ride up the... Uh, driveway get off your horses enter into the mansion after a brief struggle with the lock which is solved by hadrosh's warhammer and you step into a mansion which very extravagant on the inside although it's not really like there's a few pieces of furniture here and there there's a few paintings on the wall but it looks like for the most part it's been stripped bare it's obviously the lady bought it from someone else and the whatever was on the inside was taken out, but she did appear to have brought some stuff with her. So you look around and you see there's like a dining table, for example, with 
plates and silverware and so forth. And there's a few vases and some rugs and some tapestries, like bare minimum decorations to make it appear as if someone's living there. Do any of the paintings look priceless? Uh, make a crafting check. Uh, is it woodworking? No. 28. 28, all right. They look mediocre. They fetch, a, fetch you know, some money. Um. Well, the paintings are crap, so... Beskia and uh, her companion, they immediately begin sort of scouring the mansion, and Hele goes off in a different direction and immediately begins sort of inspecting everything. Lucretia just kind of hangs out in the main room and just looking around. What would the three of you like to do? Um, Carl's going to scour the mansion, but he's not scouring for clues. He's scouring for coins. Okay. Uh, Bon Bon, what are you you're in the mansion? What would you like to do? You can just chill in the main. Point. What's Lucretia doing again? She's just hanging. She's out. She's hanging out in the yeah. In the, I'm, ha- I'm gonna hang. Hall. I'm gonna hang out with Lucretia because I mean I'm only here to look at dead bodies if any turn up and if any turn up. So I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna hang out with Lucretia and Grimlock in the main room. All right, and Beckus. Mm, I'm gonna go to the basement if there is one. Okay, you do find a wine cellar, which is completely devoid of wine. Other than that, not very um, exciting. Is there any? I'm gonna like. I'm looking for trap doors here. Okay, make a perception <laughs> check. Nope. All right, you find nope. That'd be eleven. I don't think so. All right, and Carl, make a perception check to find um, stuff. I, I'd like to look. I'd like to look at wh- wherever the lady would have been staying. So, like, if there's like a bedroom with an ensuite office or okay, something. Okay, you basically you're checking doors at this point. Okay. Uh, twenty-four. All right, you start scouring around the house, and you find a number of things. You find rooms that look like they were where the children stayed. There are two beds per room, and six of these different types of rooms. These rooms seem very devoid of pretty much anything. I mean, they have like a chamber pot, and they have like little air, little desk areas. However, each and every room contains a stack of books uh, between. The six rooms, there are about 80 books in total. Each stack in each room, or sorry, each each room has two stacks of books in it. And each stack is, seems to be centralized around specific subjects. So you find one that is a stack of books that is just about the Acromus Observers, the Historian's Library. You find another stack that is just a very general... Um, set of books dealing with everything having to do with the continent of Eshwin as a whole. You find one that's specifically about the Eureka Academy and its organization. You find another one that's all about guilds and guild laws. Um, one that's all about law, etc., etc. That seems to be the only sort of amenities that any of these um, rooms have. Eventually, you find what it must have been the Hunchback's room, because you stumble in and it's like a mattress on the floor kind of a thing. It looks bare minimum. It looks like it might have been a storage room at some point. There is, however, a shelf or a set of shelves that have been set up. And you, on that set of shelves, you find you find three taxidermied cats. Ooh. Rufus is unhappy. <laughs> you find a small carved onyx dog. And you find a small, like, kind of fancy-looking shark's tooth, which 
You suss out quickly. One is a wondrous figurine of an uh, onyx dog, wondrous figurine. You can turn it into a guard dog. The other one is a t- shark tooth pendant, which you can affix to your armor, and if somebody tries to grab you, you make spikes come out of you. So I'm just going to give you your list of loot, and you'll know what it is right now. We're rich. Uh, you also managed to, basically wandering around the house and scouring, uh, you realize that between the tapestries and the rugs and the vases and so forth, you might be able to make a pretty penny out of this. You can find a buyer back in, in uh, Porsham Grand. The real prize, though, is a giant chest full of coin, which Beskia and her crew find and seize in the name of Hakis. It says, this will better the lives of the orphans, ensure that the temple has the funding to take care of them, this ill-gotten gains that this lady has brought with her. Bonbon kind of looks from the chest of coins to Carl, then back to the chest of coins and kind of like raises her hand a little bit and says to what's your name? Beskia. Thank you, Beskia. Um, I'm not really sure how the temple handles these things. And I, I, I know that the last time we met, it was not a, a, you know, like a pleasant encounter. Emotions were running high as humans say. Uh, but we did save these children. Uh, we did save their lives and we, we chased Lady Gilgamesh away, and we would very much like to be able to retain some form of financial compensation for everything that we've been through and, and everything that we've done. So if we could possibly get a few of those coins, that would be uh, more she, than acceptable. To she us. gestures around the room at the various art objects. This should be enough for you. Loot whatever else you want in the house, but we're going to be taking this coin in you, order to pay... For the well-being of the children. Oh, well, that makes sense. You didn't say that. You said you were taking it for the temple, so I didn't well, understand the temple that that's is what taking you meant. it so that we can use it mm-hmm. to ensure that these children do not I'm have... So- I don't really understand religious temple speak. I'm sorry. Well, it sounded to me like you were just going to give the money to the, to the temple. Well, some so. may go to the temple for expenses if we have to use well, powerful magic to cure whatever's happened to their mind. Oh, All right, Carl, I tried. Just ex- remember ex- that I tried. Ex- <laughs> expenses. I while while we're on on the subject, um, none of these children. <laughs> <laughs> we had to pay five gold a piece per head to keep. I know for real. Room. I mean, she when made we, a good point. We can listen, talk this shit. But when when um do it right. When we when we rescued these children, unfortunately, none of them had any money. Um, and there were some expenses that were accrued uh, for the transport and, say, storage of said children. Well, and your sacrifice is noble. I'm sure you'll be able to recover your funds with whatever else you can find. Oh, um, your temple's rich and powerful, and um, I, we were merely looking to recover the uh, gold that was spent for the ferry and for various... <laughs> Well, various, as uh, I said, pant-related expenses. Um, anything else that you can find in this house is yours. However, the gold is convenient and it is necessary. And our struggle is not inexpensive as well. Um, While Carl's bitching about that, I'm just cutting paintings out of the frames with my war razor and rolling <laughs> them up. All right. 
I also start going around the room, uh, inspecting things, biting down on stuff, you know, trying to figure out what seems valuable, although I know very little about what's valuable to humans, so it's just guesswork at well, this point. Well, there are some nice vases. Uh, I have it all in that convenient list. Uh, there's a full set of um, silverware for, you know, one lady, Beskia, and her 12 children. Is some it fine silver, china. Silver? Is it real silver? It is, of course, it's real silver. She's a lady. Goodness gracious, how dare you, sir? So I could, like, smelt that silver? You what? do. <laughs> Make me some coins. Uh, <laughs> no, I was thinking more like silver weapons or coating my shit in silver. Well, well, uh, if well, you have the proper craft skill, you can. Otherwise, you just pay somebody to do it. I, 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 I suppose, as you've so uh, eloquently put it, um, you can uh, put, put all of this treasure towards the raising of these children. Uh, though the world is a tough enough place. Um, sh- surely, Thank surely the temple and all its power and and wealth um doesn't need to take any of this coinage, just like we don't. Temple of the Keys are fucking dicks. I love Lucretia, but I really, <laughs> I really hate everybody else that fucking works for these temples. <laughs> all right, since Bonbon is passing out right now, because Bonbon is had a very long day, we're gonna speed right through this last portion. It's going to be a short episode for a change. I just moved. <laughs> Beskia <laughs> informs you that she's going to be staying there to secure the dig site until she's going to um, basically contact the head or the, the, um, the Grand Temple of Hakis in Nalia and have them send down sort of a special regiment to secure the place. Lucretia informs you that she is also going to stay Although she informs you in confidence that she is not completely confident that the tree m- might not have the power to corrupt Speskia or her, her uh, entourage of shields. And so she wants to stay and ensure that everything's safe. Bonbon bon smiles at her. She's so wise. <laughs> and Hele, again, uh, at this point, Hele kind of makes sure that you're all far, far away from Speskia when she talks to you. And she says that she is also going to be staying. I suspect that this hunchback may be somewhere near. Finding people is sort of my specialty. If I find said hunchback, I'll be bringing in Dwarven so we can have a nice personal talk the way Dwarven likes to talk. And uh, you will all be informed in case you have questions that you wish to ask in polite or impolite ways. We're very flexible in that manner. Thank you for your help here. Thank you for coming. I also, Dwerven wishes to speak with you when you return. There have been certain incidents within the East Block, even in just the last few days, that we suspect may be connected to the silver coins and this and this corruption. And I think he wishes to ask for your, to further ask for your help in ending these matters on a more permanent basis. Excellent. We look forward to speaking with him. You can count on it. And also, Becca, you remember that you have uh, a an appointment to perform at one of Madame Delic's events mm-hmm. that evening, like this evening. So, better get on that goddamn boat. <laughs> <laughs> so, to wind this up quickly, you managed to collect about 400 gold pieces worth of art and artifact type stuff that you can sell. And you managed to get a couple of magic items out of there. 
and uh, some taxidermied cats. Yay! Just in case. I mean, Bonbon bon won't like them, but I would. <laughs> <laughs> and the um, the books, there's about 80 of them in total, and you can either sell them, they're worth 150 gold pieces for the entire set, Whoa! or you can keep them as a research library, and they give you a plus one item bonus on whenever you're trying to do research to recall knowledge on specific subjects that are contained within the library. So it's There's a deal. whole book on the Eureka Academy, too. Oh, there, shit. Yes. Or probably. A number couple. of books. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say. So it's up to you. It is considered a level five item. So it gives you a plus one bonus when you're now, doing this stuff. Now, if we read stuff down and then take notes on it, can we sell the books later? Or If you want to sit and actually try to transcribe all the books, it would take quite some time. Or spend time just like, I don't know if there's anything specific that I haven't like. I don't know. Well, I say we keep it then. What, and would, it, then... what would it cost us to, to get the same plus one at the library, though, if we were to go there? It doesn't cost you anything to just go to the library and do it, but this is a home research library, so you don't have to spend, an, what, what are you spending, an hour and a half walking to the library, you know what I mean? It's up to you whether you want it or not. I would rather keep it, and then just if we really need money later, we sell it. Okay. <laughs> Start pawning books. Yeah, it's like my N64, you know? There's no reason to get rid of it. It brings me happiness, but someday <laughs> I might need to sell it. So, you know, just enjoy it while you have it, you know? <laughs> all right. Okay, and so you all load your stuff up on a boat, which uh, Helle pays for your passage to get you back. You know, save some money there, Carl. Thank you, Helle. I reach into the bag of holding and throw uh, her a uh, coin. Uh, 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 <laughs> she just looks at it and Come ignores it. Come, hands it out of the air. Like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> all right, I may have just done that one <laughs> to see you get all riled up there, Carl. <laughs> uh. And you all get on the boat. You head back down the river. It's a very quick journey because the river's still flowing pretty good and you're going downstream as opposed to upstream or is it the other way around? Upstream as opposed to downstream? Down is downstream faster. is the faster one. Okay, downstream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, downstream. All right, anyway, you make it back to Portion Grand just after the sun has set. And that is going to be the end of this story arc. You got some treasure, even though the good treasure ran off with <laughs> Lady Gilligama. And uh, you're going to have some time before the next arc starts up. Probably a little less than 10 days to do some stuff if you want to do some stuff. Do some shopping. Spin that gold, of course. And everybody's going to be level five now. The big bump. Lots of ability bonuses and cool stuff happening. And I get to start throwing actual mean monsters at you instead of the weak ones. I'm sorry. You've been throwing weak monsters at us? Yeah. Lady Gigamoo was able to fucking kill us in one hit. If she'd actually hit us. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd stop making your saving throws, maybe. Wow, they're little baby monsters. No one, None of you have died yet. Jeez. All right, so uh, thank you for listening. Tune in next week. We'll be starting up a new interesting story. One that sh- should break my players, both body and soul. Hopefully. I have been Jason. I have been the Game Master. I've been Jordy, playing Bacchus Brandywine, the human bard extraordinaire. <laughs> There's Ollie. I've been playing Carl and Rufus. Or Rufus. And I am Molly. I have been eating and falling asleep for most of this episode, but I have also been Bonbon and a little bit, tiny, tiny little bit Grimlock. 
<laughs> Thank you for listening. Have a Merry Christmas and something. Yes. Happy Happy Hanukkah. Happy, happy holiday birthday. things. Um so so while I went here, can we uh Torden's curious items, do we want the pendant? It's twenty three gold. Do you want to discuss this after we've said <laughs> goodbye? <laughs> completely. Oh, I thought we did. Oh. We're all supposed to go. Now is the part where we go. Bye. Wait, 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 what? I heard a joke today. Can I share it with you guys? Oh my god. Yeah, I want to hear it. Tell me. What is Whitney Houston's favorite kind of coordination? I don't know. What kind is it? And Thanks, everybody. Have a good night, guys. (laughs) Do I sound like a little kid? <laughs> you sound like a Pokemon. <laughs> I sound like a po- I don't want to sound like a Pokemon. I want to sound like a little kid. Okay. So if it gets too hot, can I just talk like now. this the whole time to practice? Is that Bon Bon's voice now? Yeah, Bon Bon's voice is now this. I don't really know what this voice is, but this is her voice now. <laughs> Hello, I am Bon Bon. If you did that voice the whole rest of the the podcast, I think I would lose my shit. Would you? Would you kill me? Would you kill me with your bare hands? I think I might stop listening. I know. What if I had something really important to say? I I probably wouldn't listen. <laughs> oh, ouch. <laughs> Carl, I don't think Carl listens to anyone anyway. No, Carl, so Carl lives in his own little Carl's world. Like, Here, take this bird. Be my friend. If not, I will speak at you very slowly about how I have killed many men a thousand years ago. I you might be one of my children, but tree. I find you sexually attractive. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe think, that is why. I think you're far enough <laughs> genetically removed that we could possibly <laughs> fool around a bit. <laughs> I have never talked like that. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> hey, I'm Jordy, the human bird. <laughs> <laughs> Sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles. Bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit. Bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit with sausage.